Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fireside Poems. I'm Dr. J. Today's episode is the second of two from James Russell Lowell's The Cathedral. Last week, I read a passage that begins with Lowell, a New England doubting Protestant, contemplating an old Catholic woman praying the rosary in front of a statue of Mary in the grand old cathedral at Chartres dedicated to her. Lowell feels the aged Beldam's piety, commenting positively on it as an enviable way of being in the world, but then pauses to ask whether he's being honest with himself before concluding that Christianity must evolve with the times if it's to remain meaningful or even viable. In today's passage, Lowell returns to his ability to dwell in other modes of thought. In this passage, it isn't a French beldam, but the new American, rough in body and rough in manners, whose mode of being Lowell enjoys. Lowell was well aware of his own social class, the Boston aristocracy, not of birth, but of intellect and manners, his friend Holmes named Brahman, but acknowledges its limitation in celebrating this new brown-fisted ruff, this shirt-sleeved Sid, this backward Charlemagne of empires new. The passage begins with Lowell's acknowledgement that he's out of date, a born disciple of an elder time. He then declares his gratitude for his ability to loose himself from the pent chamber of habitual self. He has in mind his ability to lose himself in imagining a type he's already been speaking of, the growth original of virgin, that is, American soil. In other words, the true American. Let's listen. From the Cathedral by James Russell Lowell The born disciple of an elder time, to me sufficient, friendlier than the new, who in my blood feel motions of the past, I think benign nature most for this, a force of sympathy, or call it lack of character firm planted, loosing me from the pent chamber of habitual self to dwell enlarged in alien modes of thought, happily distasteful, wholesomer for that, and through imagination to possess, as they were mine, the lives of other men. And here he turns to the true American. This growth original of virgin soil, by fascination felt in opposites, pleases and shocks, entices and perturbs. In this brown-fisted rough, this shirt-sleeved Sid, this backwoods Charlemagne of empires new, whose blundering heel instinctively steps on the gaudier foot of speechless dignities, who meeting Caesar's self, would slap his back, call him old horse, and challenge to a drink. My lungs draw braver air, 
My breast dilates with ampler manhood, and I front both worlds of sense and spirit as my natural fiefs, to shape and then reshape them as I will. When telling of his ability to loose himself from his habitual way of being and enter into the being of another, he says that this other might haply, that is, by chance, be not only different, but even distasteful to him. But he says that that's not only okay, but better, wholesomer for being distasteful. If you're going to get away from yourself, really get away from yourself. Lowell knows he isn't and cannot be one of this growth original of virgin soil. Though he was born in Massachusetts to a family that had come to America in the first wave of Puritans to Boston in the 1630s, his education, both at home and then at Harvard, not unusual for a descendant of the original Puritans, separated him from those unschooled settlers who came after and were the true first Americans. Nor does he wish to be one of them. Lowell doesn't want to adopt the manner of a backwoods Charlemagne. He doesn't want to clap Caesar on the back and call him old horse. But when he feels their being, their way of being in the world, swell within him, he feels an ampler manhood. He is enlarged in both of the worlds we all live in, the world of sense, the physical world, and the world of spirit. It's wonderfully characteristic of Lowell to first call this power a force of sympathy, but then to immediately say it might only be lack of character firm planted. His is a voice and character as far removed as it's possible to be from the brash, confident, new American voice and character of his fellow poet and contemporary, Walt Whitman. Whitman loved to characterize himself as the brown-fisted rough, a shirt-sleeved Sid in the backwoods Charlemagne, though he was nothing of the sort. Whitman outbottoms Shakespeare's bottom, believing he can play every part. He needs not to be loosened from his habitual self, for his self contains everybody. It's exhilarating to read Whitman when we're young. It certainly exhilarated me. But at some point, we have to come to realize that we aren't all, that others are different from us and that we enlarge ourselves not by thinking we're everybody, but by dwelling for a time in the spirit of others, even others distasteful to ourselves. Let's listen again. From The Cathedral by James Russell Lowell The born disciple of an elder time, to me sufficient, friendlier than the new, who in my blood feel motions of the past, I thank benign nature most for this, a force of sympathy, or call it lack of character firm planted, loosing me from the pent chamber of habitual self to dwell enlarged in alien modes of thought, haply distasteful, wholesomer for that, 
and true imagination to possess as they were mine the lives of other men. This growth original of virgin soil, by fascination felt in opposites, pleases and shocks, entices and perturbs. In this brown-fisted ruff, this shirt-sleeved Sid, this backwoods Charlemagne of empires new, whose blundering heel instinctively steps on the gaudier foot of speechless dignities, who, meeting Caesar's self, would slap his back, call him old horse and challenge to a drink. My lungs draw braver air, my breast dilates with ampler manhood, and I front both worlds of sense and spirit as my natural thiefs to shape and then reshape them as I will. It's sad that today, in our boastfully democratic society, we're not only losing any trace of a natural aristocracy of intellect and manners such as Lowell embodied, but also losing the hearty, cheerful, untutored American that Lowell here celebrates. Such Americans still exist. I think of my neighbor who, when I first moved into a house in the country 40 years ago, looked at my first woodpile and advised me that if anyone should ask, I should say that it was dark and I was drunk when I stacked it. I still run into this sort at the hardware store and Dunkin' Donuts, but more and more, such cheerful good humor seems to be being replaced by rancor and resentment. Let's hope it's just a passing phase. I hope you enjoyed this reading from Lowell's The Cathedral and that you'll join me again next week for another episode of Fireside Poems. If you think others might enjoy Fireside Poems, please let them know about it through your social media so that they might join you and me each week by the Fireside.